What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Better Golf Podcast. If you aren't doing so already, Underdog is one of the fastest growing platforms out there in the space that allows you to hold real money drafts against either friends or random opponents. Nick and I were able to hold a handful of drafts for the Open Championship, where we boosted the prize pool for all our listeners. And we will be doing that throughout the year to give everyone a shot to take us on in real money games in the space. You can sign up today with the code BGP to get a 100% bonus match up to $100 in total. And since, Nick, you are the man behind the screen making the picks, uh, you know everybody can send you a message of why you like to hurt me by never selecting Brian Harmon in any of these selections that we have put together. Oh, my God. I took the L last week, no doubt, on Harmon. You talked about him being the biggest value on your podcast. I even called him Brian fucking Harmon <laughs> uh, to show my displeasure for it. Like it's a, It was ever since the 2022 Colonial. He hurt me. Um, I was on a run, too, and had great laps that week, but I was like 80% Harmon. Didn't work out, and he was in great form. I don't even want to talk about Brian Harmon, but he damn near lapped the field at uh, Hoy Lake there. So, you know, tip the cap to him. That's awesome that he got a major. Happy for him. He seemed like he was really enjoying it, so that's great. Shout out to Odds Wizard, who took down the final round underdog contest that we ran he won by seven so that one was close we did a one for round one the opening round and zoo alex zoki just destroyed the field he won by 31 something points uh we finished fourth uh i believe we got out of the money to nate our boy rocktober taco warning um because i drafted takumi kanaya who was dominating. He was like top five for most of his round to start round one. Uh, Implodes on the last four holes. Grounds the club in the bunker on 18. Ends up taking a double bogey. And then those negative points for the double bogey took us out of the money. So our boy Nate came into cash for fourth place there in our 14-man contest. So um, just thanks to everybody for filling it out. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, we've been... You know, Spencer and I, we're not going to sit here and wear a company head or anything like that. Like, we've been very vocal behind the scenes that uh, this whole format, it is a great time for showdowns and everything, too. But if we could get this on a weekly contest, I think that would just make a lot more sense to all of our listeners and supporters and anybody that wants to try other forms of daily fantasy besides salary cap where you can play the same guys that everybody's playing. I like the drafts a lot. Again, just would be so much more overall enjoyable. And I think a little more like rankings heavy on like who do you actually like for the full week if it was a full week event because right now spencer and i are about to do a two-man draft we did one last week we thought there was a weather edge to early morning on uh that opening round thursday that is solely who we drafted and we ended up kicking ass so i think we're going to go to a screen share here real quick um i will talk about the uh the draft strategy that we did in a minute, but you must be 18 plus to play on underdog 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska and present in the state where underdog fantasy operates terms do apply concerned with your play call 1-800 gambler or visit www.ncpgambling.org in Arizona called 1-800 next step. That is 1-800-639-8783 or text next step to 53342 in New York. Call the 24-7 Hope line at 18778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Spencer, 
any further comments? So what we did, uh, real quick, I will uh, describe what we're going for for this round one showdown on Underdog. Spencer and I think that there's a pretty decent weather edge to the morning. Our boy just swish on Twitter, also a local native there in the Twin Cities, said it's heavily going to advantage, uh, heavily ad heavy advantage. Sorry, can't talk right now to the morning wave where it, they should tee off right around 70 degrees and low winds. By the time it's noon, it's going to be like 95 and 15 mile an hour sustained gusts. So it is super, super hot this week in the Midwest. So Spencer, you want to give us a little rundown on the rankings that we put together for this contest. Hopefully we could win by a large margin because looking at the ADP on underdog right now, no one is playing a weather edge and there are some strange guys way up the draft. Um, just to name one real quick. If I have the damn sheet, I don't know where it is. Who is the guy that you were? Oh, Tyler Duncan is going inside the top 20. Yeah, I mean, there's some wild ADPs out there. And I mean, obviously, as more numbers enter the mix here, we'll get a better idea of where these ADPs are moving. But as you said, Nick, I think there is a weather edge. And I would love from a broader sense of this answer too. Like, I think once we can get a full tournament uh, run that we can put together, like if, if Underdog can give us that, I would love like my dream to this whole situation is that we could get everybody who listens to this show all in these drafts. And we have these big tournaments every single week that you get four days out of it. Obviously it's a little different right now with the showdown capacity of what we're putting together, but uh, showdowns unique. You definitely get edges. And I think ADPs are very, I've done one draft with you where we sat in front of it and we looked at ADPs and I noticed that people ass. we kicked ass and, but people just went straight down the line. Like, if Tyler Duncan was like, I mean, he's not this high, but if Tyler Duncan was like the projected eighth pick, he was going as the eighth pick in these drafts. I, I think that that's a way that you can get an advantage in a lot of these situations, but no, let's uh, when, when it fills, let's jump into that. And we can talk about a little bit of strategy as we go through it. And then obviously get into the show and at least have conversations about these players that we think are overrated, underrated, and kind of have more of a conventional show after that. Yeah, definitely. We'll do a full DFS breakdown in a minute, but just for, uh, everybody's notes here currently for the round one contest on underdog for the 3M open Keith Mitchell is going off the board 22nd using Spencer's rankings and the weather edge that we think there is to be in the morning. We are going with Keith Mitchell fourth overall. So let's see what happens. We're going to enter a two man draft right now. I'll present my screen. This is the first time I think we've done a live draft on the air. Um, starts in a minute too. So let's see what we got. Any other things? Let's see if we could pull up our rankings. So yeah, we got Sanjay number one overall, Tony Finau second. So again, he's probably the first guy picked him and Cam Young. Cam Young's not in our player pool because he's going off in the afternoon. So pretty much just saying this guy all X day X Ray can have all the Cam Young he wants. Um, but yeah, the biggest jumper and <laughs> we're big Keith Mitchell guys, but ADP of, 23.4 right now going down since we last checked it we haven't fourth overall any thoughts on our crazy love for keith mitchell i mean even if we were looking at this from a full tournament perspective i, I think keith mitchell is a fringe top 10 pick and obviously that's not what we're talking about in this situation but look i mean we're playing against one person if we think that there's a little bit of a weather edge I i'm fine allowing this guy to have all the later players out on the course and we can try to take an advantage with these morning guys. All right, let's get after it. And then some guys that we like that we'll talk towards the end of the show. Oh, the draft is live. All right. Who's he going with? Hopefully he knows this draft is going at Cam Young. There we go. So we go Sanjay, Tony Finau, just double click, right? 
Yes, I think that's the best way to handle it. All right, so we already won. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Who does he go with now? Keep Decky. Decky's going to him, though, for sure. Yeah. Like you said, every dude, they just go right off the ADP board. So Keith Mitchell and Seb Strack, another double tap, right? Yep, I'm good with that. All right, so now we win by 40 instead of just 10. Ryan Fox is not going to get drafted, so we're taking Fox, and hopefully Cam Davis, I guess, is... So he went Grio and Justin Thomas. Everyone he took is an afternoon guy. So uh, besides Hideki, right? Yeah, Hideki's the only one so far. But I mean, if if I mean it's not like it's gonna be a massive difference, but I think when you're playing one versus one, if you can get a stroke advantage in these spots, it does matter here. Yeah, even half a stroke. Yeah. All right. There's our team. We're done. That was the quickest draft ever. We got <laughs> Sunjay him, Tony Fino. Keith Mitchell, Sepp Straka, Ryan Fox, and Cameron Davis. I do not think that team would fit in a salary cap format of DFS. So I do think like that's kind of the another fun way of doing this. Like I personally don't really love these heads up drafts, but again, we were on it last week with what we thought was a weather edge. It worked out. Our team literally won by I think like 30 or 40 points in the contest that we were in. I think it was a three-man then. This is a two-man, and this dude, for better or for worse, you know, we'll we'll let the podcast make us look dumb or smart on Thursday night, but we got everybody. And you kind of figured that that would happen if we had three of the top four guys in our player uh, player pool there. But um, Cameron Davis, I like I like him and Ryan Fox because they're both volatile, but they both could go very low. So again, in the showdown format. I like that we push those guys up the rankings. Once this gets to a more week-long sort of draft style, I think guys like Ryan Fox and Cam Davis would probably be a little bit of a turnoff for me. But let's get into your rankings. Who are the top five this week for you overall um, in terms of you know outright value, anything like that? What are your guys going, looking like this week? Yeah, before, before I get to that, just for anybody listening out there on podcast form, do you want to quickly run through our opponent's team? Yeah, that's a good call. Um, beautiful draft here. Uh, should be. Able I think to if you click board. down where yeah, your here. name is on the right. Let's go to this. Okay, here we go. He went Cam Young, one overall. That is the number one guy in ADP, so that makes a ton of sense. Hideki, uh, second. Ludwig Aberg, Emiliano Grillo, uh, Justin Thomas. So, like, he literally just went straight down the ADP. And then Aaron Rye. I think Aaron Rye is. I don't know. I think he's overpriced in salary cap format, and I, I just don't understand the upside in Aaron Rye. Um, but what is he's like in the nine K range, I think, in salary cap. So that's interesting. But yeah, other than that, what are your thoughts on his team? I think if it was if it was week week long, long I love Cam like Young. Yeah. yeah, you do. Yeah, you okay? I love Ludwig. Um, I Me do too. have a ticket on him at thirty three to one. Grio, I get. I just never get him right. Like his, his game looks so good at the open. Everything was kind of clicking for him. Hideki in great form. Um, certainly wanted him on our team. Justin Thomas, I think, is just kind of like a name brand pick here. Um, and then who did he close the draft with? Looks like it's not loading. But whatever. Um, thoughts on Justin Thomas? High ceiling, low floor. I, I think from a showdown contest perspective or like a first... I mean, he's going off in the afternoon, which I guess would be a negative for a first-round leader bet. But 
I, I think as a first round leader or anything that you're talking about with upside here, I'm fine with him for one day. I would probably prefer him though. If we're like getting technical, let's take him in the morning on Friday for underdog. That's probably the better way yep. to try to utilize some of that upside with him. But uh, it obviously changes the complexion a little bit when we're talking about showdown contests. To answer your question from earlier, if we are looking at this of just who are my top players on the board here and maybe not talking about this as much for showdown, just who are my best values, then Cameron Young is obviously very interesting. Uh, Ludwig Aberg, Sung J.M. I like, Gary Woodland, Hideki Matsuyama. I think Tony Finau presents a little bit of that boom or bust capacity, but works really well on showdown when he plays in the morning. So I think he's an intriguing play there, but um you know, obviously for me, Nick, and I've never been shy to tell you this before, like I prefer my ideal situation would be let's do a 14 man draft where or as many people as we can have and get as many players into the player pool as possible. Because to me, a head to head situation, like even if we think we have a very small edge there, he still has some of the best players in the world and it's going to be more difficult. So I think for me, I always prefer the more that we can branch it out and the more players that we can add to the mix. I think that's where exponentially we get our larger edge with it. Yeah. When we can play the guys, uh, like I'll just say right now, the two guys that I like down low um, in salary cap format and just in the, in the placement market as well. I think we both went, um, I, I don't, I don't think you move forward with Lanto Griffin, but I'll talk about Lanto Griffin. Real quick, I mean, he's a guy I took top 40 at uh, a little over 3-1, to one, so plus 320. And then I knew you took a move on Kevin Roy at 4-1 to one flat in the top 40 market. And we, I feel like we kind of – I don't want to give us, like, more credit than credit's due because I've been terrible the last couple of weeks. Like, hand up. I've My betting cards have sucked. Um, you were all over it with Wyndham Clark at the Open. Uh, I think the last outright I hit was Wyndham Clark at uh, Quill Hollow. Um, but we've had some pretty decent calls. Like earlier in the year, I think we took Kevin Roy top 40 at the Honda Classic in the Florida weather. Um, a lot of wind, similar setup to this, if you will, you know, with all the water and the hazards there, but a ball striking your paradise. And he is certainly that. So I do like that ticket a lot. But Lanto Griffin, a guy coming off a back injury and then a rib injury, I'm sure they were kind of, you know, married to each other there. When anything goes wrong with your back, you're certainly having you know, open yourself up to any sort of injury, especially in the game of golf, but sixth off the tee at the John Deere and 45th in ball striking. That is a trend that, he, or that is stats that he hasn't put up all season long. So again, what I did in my weights for Lanto Griffin specifically, and that's something maybe a, a little piece of model advice too, is like not all players built the same, especially when you got to look into injuries, you got to know what these guys have been up to. Um, so I use a custom sample size of him back when he was healthy. And then the last four weeks on the PGA tour, when I can quote unquote, tell myself that he's healthy again. Uh, and then at the rocket mortgage, two amazing rounds of ball striking and strokes gained off the team missed a cut on the number. So a guy that's probably going to be 1% or less owned is someone that I'm very interested in. And I think is mispriced in the placement market because my numbers had him at plus 220 overall so that's certainly a guy that's a, a cheap value and like you said in these 14 12 man maybe 10 man team drafts on underdog those are the guys that i think is fun to play like me last week with kanaya it looked cool for 15 holes and then it just blew up in my face but like i like to play those type of guys and like you said like if we can get this to a week-long contest underdog is certainly going to work on it and we're really excited for when that day comes 
like those are the fun sweats that we could have, you know, throughout the whole week, especially when we're interacting with all the people that we talk to on Twitter and the guys that guys and girls that join the draft, like just to kind of see how everybody's sitting Friday night and how to see the whole board flip on Sunday. Cause that's just what happens in golf, especially in tournaments like this with water everywhere and potential high winds. So I'm really looking forward to that day, but until then, I do think that there is a weather edge draft to, to be had on this round one tournament, and then potentially again on Friday morning. I don't really trust the weather report that far in advance. I really don't even trust the weather report from right now to Thursday morning, but it is the same for me back home that I'm looking at, it. so I think just the whole Midwest is going to just be a shit show this week in terms of the heat, so get the guys out early, um, especially when there's a little morning dew on the greens, and they're going to be very receptive. Um, let's do that. So, uh, other than that, what do you want to talk about this week? Cause we don't have to go down the whole well, salary cap board. You want to talk about guys that are super, super popular, especially with ADP on underdog and then kind of compare it to salary cap drafts. I mean, we can rapid fire through some of this. Like the one thing I want to make sure that we discuss on this show, because I don't want this to be dated in the sense, like, obviously it's great. We talked about, our Thursday draft, some names that we will be higher on than consensus because they're going off, but tournaments are going to go from Thursday to Sunday on it. Uh, there's going to be different players that are going to be more playable on one day than another. I, I think a really good way to do this is kind of just rapid fire through the ADP as like a broad sense of the answer. We don't need to talk about every single player. We don't need to spend a ton of time on a lot of these names, but I, I do think it's intriguing to talk about guys that, Either we don't like as much as the public, and maybe that's because on Thursday, for example, you know, we don't want them in our pool. But even the guys that would be better on Friday, some of these guys going out in the morning on Thursday, or I'm sorry, on the morning on Friday there. Uh, I think it's interesting to find names that we might be lower on than consensus. So I just say we fire through the ADP here and talk about some of these names that we like this week. And like we can start at the top with Tony Finau being 1.4 ADP and go down from there. Yeah. So Tony Finau, I think personally, I, I, you know, what is there wrong to say about Tony Finau? It's just, he's a mixed bag, man. He'll, you know, misses, I think he missed his last two cuts, didn't he? But has tremendous course history here, which I know both of us really didn't factor in a whole lot. It's not a really predictable course. A lot of guys playing this week are chasing FedEx cup playoff points. And a lot of guys don't usually play this event because they're already, you know, you know, have plenty of FedEx cup playoff points and, just coming off a major championship, don't need to play this event. And it's somewhat of a birdie fest and not, you know, it's, I don't know, it, it's kind of a tough place to, to have this tournament right after the Open. So I think just a lot of sex appeal is gone because of that. And the trip overseas back to, you know, you know, people are flying to New York, then got to fly back to the Midwest and whatnot and whatnot. Um, but I think the only guy I would take over Tony Finau is Cameron Young. I just think the upside is there. Um Roberto was talking about it on the Action Net podcast, Action Network podcast. If you want to check us out over there, it's more of a betting show, but how good his strokes gained were just across the board off the tee, the best iron play rounds or tournament that he's ever had. So I would certainly ride Cameron Young. The guy's got to get his first win soon, and I think this is certainly a good place for it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think as far as Finau is concerned, a Thursday play on him, if you want to take him as one of the first picks off the board like we did, that's certainly fine. Uh, if you skip this forward to Friday, I, I think Cameron Young would be my number one pick. I think he's the most likely player to win this golf tournament. So I like Cameron Young. Um, Sung JM is going to work for Thursday for all the reasons that we mentioned. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, very similar answer. 
I do tend to think that Sepp Straka, like obviously he works for Thursday if we're specifically talking there. Um, I am lower on him than consensus in the space for sure. Like I still have him inside the top 15 of my model, but uh, I really have no interest in playing him on Friday. Like he's going to be out of my player pool entirely there. And, you know, I think that's a really interesting thing to note. Like we obviously accentuated the area that we wanted to be of the morning guys. I don't think there's anything wrong with adding an afternoon guy. If you really like somebody, I do think for a head to head draft, it becomes a different situation that we're kind of just trying to pick our spots there. The situation changes when a value sits on the board in like a 14 man league. And all of a sudden somebody's dropped much further and he's like the true best player on the board. And it's not even close. That's the spots that I'm willing to take some of these guys. So that's why I just want to throw these names out. But I am lower on Straka, I would say, than you are, Nick, this week as like a, a broad spectrum of that answer. I think Ludwig Aberg is going to make a lot of sense. I think Emiliano Grillo makes a lot of sense too for a Friday play. Like I didn't necessarily want to get to him on Thursday, but I prefer him. I think if directly comparing to Straka, I think they're very close. But um, I, I guess for me, the first couple names that I am just massively lower on than what the current ADP would be. And this is an answer that you could use for really any day of the week here because I'm, my model is not going to change this perspective of it. I am much lower on Eric Cole. Um, I really like, I have him 24th overall, 33rd for upside. I think as a 9.7 ADP, you're just never going to get value there. Going top 10 on Eric Cole, man. Yeah, I mean, he's afternoon, uh, obviously, um, on Thursday, and he will be morning on Friday. But even still... I'm out there. I think Steven Yeager's fine. Uh, Thomas is a boomer bus play with a 12.5 ADP. Prefer him on Friday if you want to take a shot there. Um, and then it just gets really gross, Nick. Like, I know I've run through a lot of players here, but I think we have to talk about a few of these. So, uh, Bo Hostler, 13.5 ADP. That's one of the biggest differences I have in my model. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, if you put him in the right situation in the morning on Friday, I guess I'd be a little bit more intrigued. Like I don't really have any interest in playing him on a Thursday slate. Um, Hadwin's fine. Tyler Duncan, 15.4 ADP. Yeah. He's the that, morning. That's, but like... that's obnoxious. I, for Bo, I could, I could entertain Bo, especially in salary cap DFS. Cause he's kind of sandwiched around. Some very popular plays with, you know, Mark Hubbard, Lucas Glover is going to be damn near close to 20% owned. Vincent Norman is going to be a fan favorite. I think Bo Hossler, his ball striking is trending in the right direction. He was 21st overall at the John Deere Classic and does grade, I believe, yeah, inside the top five for me in stroke scan putting on bent grass. So I do like that. And off the tee is not been bad this season he's hitting it long and he's hitting it pretty accurate so his total driving is starting to come around i think i could buy into bo hostler a little bit here this week the adp inside the top 13 maybe a little a little much for me but i could certainly get there in other formats this week i think more in salary cap i think that's a guy i may be interested in let me uh, go ahead real quick. I want to check just uh, the matchup market and see where, you know, books are at with him. I think I see like, he's, he's been a dog to JJ spawn in one that I saw. That's I, alarming. Yeah. I, that's kind of where I'm at. And, and there's a lot of, 
popularity around him in salary cap contests. So you mentioned all the names, the Aaron Rise of the world, the Vincent Normans, the Lucas Glovers. Um, if you're trying to pivot in that sense, I guess I kind of understand. But for me, the pivot is Keith Mitchell. Like I would yeah, so much boy. rather go there and and even still, like I would rather play Nikolai Hoygaard. I would rather play Taylor Pendrith. I would rather play Ryan Fox. Like there's so many names that aren't carrying an egregious amount of popularity in any of those sections to where I think for underdog ADP, all those players are better. Um, I think for salary cap contests, all those players are better. And yeah, you're going to get a really low number on Hostler because there's just so much popularity in the other areas. But I don't know. I mean, in salary cap, I'm fine with like a 6% Keith Mitchell. Like I'll take that all day over the 2% that I see on Hostler. I'm with it. Yeah. I mean, Keith Mitchell's not going to be a, a massive fan favorite this week, but again, I think it's a perfect course for him. Did finish fifth in 2021. Um, what else did I have about Keith Mitchell? I uh, did a write up on him on extra network over there. Um, but what, what was he? He was top 15 in ball striking both rounds at the Scottish and just missed. It was almost dead last in putting, I believe, at in 2021 on these Banker S greens. He finished second in strokes gained putting. So I do like to kind of buy on the come here that he's returning to a course that he was certainly feels comfortable with on the greens. At least he did that week. So uh, it's enough for me to get suckered in on Keith Mitchell. Yeah, and you talked about it with the Scottish. Like, I'll present the numbers here. 6.74 shots he gained ball striking over his two rounds in Scotland. That was a total inside my model that projected him as a top five option on the leaderboard when adding in the baseline short game statistics over the actual performance that we got. Unfortunately for him, and it caused him to miss the weekend, and it made none of this come to fruition to where I thought he was putting together a really good tournament. He lost 6.83 shots with his short game. I think any time that we can talk about a venue where you get a, a heightened importance for total driving and he's the number one player in my model in total driving almost any course that you put him at. But with the expectation level here, even seeing a bigger boost, like there's over a 4% dispersion when it comes to strokes gain off the tee, uh, that's going to help. You get the deflation in the around the green returns. And well, I don't necessarily trust his proximity. That's always a problem with him. He has an 18 spot improvement in my model in projected proximity at TPC Twin Cities over any generic course that you throw them on on tour. So I think Mitchell has a lot of upside. And I guess in reality, even though most people wouldn't necessarily agree here, I think he's a safer commodity than the majority of the public would tell you here. Like I think he has a capacity to be played uh, even as like a head-to-head -head wager or any of your placement bets. Or if you want to talk about uh, capturing the title for this tournament. There's just so many areas of the market where he makes sense. And if we're talking specifically here about underdog, nobody's going to be as high as you and I are. Like to me, he's a top 10 draftable commodity on any single day. And if now all of a sudden on a Thursday, we want to say he's like a top five or six because of his upside, uh, that makes him just a really intriguing option to try to back in any Thursday one round market that you want to talk about here. Yeah. Um, Let's go with guys that one other guy that we like a ton over ADP. I'll start. I'm going to go with Taylor Pendrith going off the board 30th right now. He's inside my top 15. Taylor Pendrith grades inside the top 20 for any sample size for me in terms of strokes game putting on bent grass greens. The issue with him 
pretty much all season long is the ball striking and strokes gained approach. At the Barbasol, he ranked sixth in the field in ball striking at the Rocket Mortgage, fourth. So that is two top 10 ball striking events. Yeah, the Barbasol field sucks. Take that for what it's worth. But he has gained strokes with his irons on the approach in four straight events dating back to the U.S. Open over a month ago. Taylor Pendrith may be finding his game here. A guy in salary cap DFS that is priced down with, you know, a year ago, this dude would be, I mean, Emiliano Grillo is like the fifth highest priced guy in salary cap. Like Pendrith would be close to that. Certainly be up by, you know, Jaeger Woodland, JT, guys like that, uh, JT of current form. Um, and this is a guy that's going off the board 80 to one in the outright market at, at one book, at least, or at, at one shop. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm sold on Taylor Pendrith. I'm going to go there this week. I would put him inside my top twelve in underdog drafts, and he does have That's the impressive. morning wave too. So yeah. um, yeah, I'm I'm like in terms of talented players, he's certainly a top ten talented player in this field, in my opinion. Right there with like a Cam Davis, and obviously Cam Davis is always a mixed bag too. But upside talent. Give me Taylor Pendrith, what we saw last year, and it seems to be like he's starting to find that player again this year. Yeah, I think Pendrith from a, a week-long answer is probably a fringe top 25 sort of option for me. If we yep. want to talk specifically about Thursday here, um, sure, he's going to climb in my model. I, I don't know if I'm going to get as high as you are, but uh, that's still going to be over the consensus with that answer. Like I, I have no issues getting him into that top 15 ish range anyway you want to talk about it I, I will rapid fire off some names here that i really like uh this is for no specific day this is not going to be about tea times here um as i said i think once you get into like a 14 man contest a lot of things change to where you're just trying to find the best value that you possibly can on the board in some of these situations and if i really like somebody more i'm not going to let the afternoon wave deter me from taking them here but uh i talked last week the biggest difference in my model was brian Harmon. Uh, here's the biggest differences in my model this week. So MJ Duffy would be the biggest outlier that I have. I guess technically, if you want to, you know, talk about where the best value be, would be, it might be Friday morning here, but I, I think he's certainly in play as one of your last picks. If you want to add him as like the sixth man or the fifth man into your board on a Thursday, even Nikolai Hoygaard is a golfer that I really like this week. I think when you directly compare him to Sahith Tagala, um, I'm going to have Hoygaard over him in a lot of ways of that market, no matter how you want to talk about that. I think Ryan Fox is interesting. I would like to get your thoughts on Christian Bezadenhout and Justin Suh. Uh, these are two oh. golfers that my models seem to be higher on than consensus. I love Bez. I love yeah. Bez, man. I think that was a guy I wanted to bring up too. His ADP is way down. I think people just don't play him in general because you know he doesn't do a whole lot off the tee he is going to hit a ton of fairways but in terms of like salary cap too he's right there next to everybody's darling who's actually starting to lose his form ball striking austin Eckrote. uh give me bez on that pivot all day long over Eckrote, and same thing for justin so i i would rather have bez over both i think given the chance i would take Eckrote over Suh. But, I mean, dude, we talked about Eric Cole being right there. I think Pendrith is a pivot away from him. I do like Nikolai Hoygaard. I know you could talk about a matchup you found value in as well in a minute here when we close out the show. But, yeah, I like Bez a lot. What did your numbers like about him? And the long iron play, too, is like for a guy that doesn't match it off the tee and a lot of players will kind of bomb a gouge here. I know the water will get in the play on some holes, but 
okay, so he's going to hit a little more approach shots from, you know, 165 to the 200 range. That is where he excels on his iron play. So, yeah, I do like Bez. One of the best, if not the best, graded putter for me on grass greens. He is second. Second for me second also. Second yeah. there. And so, yeah, what is not to like about him besides off the tee game, right? That's it. That's pretty much the only problem I had. He's second on these fast bet grass surfaces. He's 13th when I looked at these difficult scoring holes. So uh, this would be some of the longer par fours that could potentially cause problems. Good player in the wind. If the wind does pick up, I don't know if that's necessarily going to come to fruition this week. Uh, Second in my model in the weighted putting that I ran just for bent grass surfaces in general, really good TPC player. Uh, 10th in my model there, the weighted proximity is above his baseline. Total driving is really the one concern that my model would have, but you know, you're talking about a player for me that I I think is a fringe, you know, I I would be fine. Like if if we're we're discussing this, let's just say from a a Thursday underdog draft, like I wouldn't be outraged if somebody in a 14 man league wanted to take him at the beginning or like the middle part of the second round. And as of right now, we see his ADP at 35.8. So I mean, you're pushing more into, you know, third round territory there. So I I have no issues going and getting my man for the first day there. If I think he's one of the best values on the board, Um, just to throw out a couple more names, just that I like from the entire tournament. I thought JT Poston was an intriguing option. Gary Woodland, Nick Hardy had some value, obviously Keith Mitchell, which I talked about. You talked about Taylor Pendrith, Um, Kevin, Yu. I I I really like Kevin Yu's upside. I think he fits for either day as either the last man in on Thursday or a player on Friday that I'm going to probably aggressively be trying to attack on these underdog boards. But uh, do you want to very quickly before we get out of here, talk about the reverse? Actually, I guess let's let's keep it the two things here. So first question for you, let's talk about the flip side of the spectrum here of some players that you are much lower on than their underdog ADP or players that you are just not going to find exposure to. I think Cameron Davis uh, outside of, well, for one day drafts, I think he's great. Thigala, I'm with you there. I think there's just a, a problem with this game right now. I have no interest in Thigala. Lucas Glover, as much as I'm waiting put- putting, I have no interest in Lucas Glover. I know he's an excellent ball striker. And then in terms of like popularity, guys, just by default, I'll probably be out on. I mean, Kevin Yu is very popular, but I think there's a lot of upside there. Last guy, let's go with – I'm going to go with Aaron Rye. So Aaron Rye and Lucas Glover, I think there's just so many other guys that could do exactly what they do, if not better. Um, so I will be fading those two players most likely. If I have to give you that answer, that's what I'm going to go with. I'll base this off of underdog ADP right now because I think that's the best way for me to try to handle this market. Um, I mean, I talked about Tyler Duncan. I don't think he's going to sit at a 15.4 ADP when this is all said and done, but – Technically, he would be the most mispriced player that I have on the board. Uh, Nick, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Um, He has a 34.9 underdog ADP right now. So I assume his mother must have drafted him. Frankie Capon? Frankie Capon. Yeah, um, that I, th- I think so. one of his family members probably just entered the player pool early and drafted him and skewed the numbers because that certainly has to correct itself. Yeah, if you are basing things off of underdog ADP, I would remove him from the player pool. I think Michael Kim. No offense, Frankie, though. I'm sure Frankie's listening. We wish you the best of luck this week, buddy. And if you ever want to hop on the show, give us a call. 
we'll set it up or give our agent a call, whatever, and we'll we'll do something there. But uh, good luck this week. Just think you're drafted a little early. I'll get you in the last round if I have to. And then the last round of maybe like a 40-teamer, but sure. Yeah, 40-teamer. Yeah, you're my guy there, Frankie, for sure. Uh, I, I think Michael Kim, I, I'm lower on him than you always are. I, I'm curious to hear before I continue what your thoughts are on Michael Kim this week. Nothing. Um, I I mean, his ball striking has kind of been all over the place. I liked him when no one was ever talking about him. He grades out to be a fantastic player just overall, but ha- the approach has been terrible since when's the last time he's done well? The RBC Canadian, I guess. Um, the Travelers, he kind of managed his way with short game and putting, but even then the ball striking was not fantastic. But um that early, that late, or that late spring, early summer run of his, I think that that's when we were kind of getting a value on him. Now he's like also a very popular Twitter guy. He has a great follow on Twitter. So shout out Michael Kim. Uh, follow him on Twitter if you guys are bored. But yeah, the game right now is not where I want it to be. It's kind of the same way I feel about like Justin Thomas. Like, yeah, okay. Seller cap DFS, he's going to start getting a 5% owned here soon. It's, and the price is cheap. So I'm still not going to buy because just something is wrong there. And, I'm, I'm not about it. I know he did fire back with a great score in round two, but not for me. Yeah. I mean, we're looking right now at a 25.3 underdog ADP. I mean, we're, we're essentially talking about the end of a second round in a 14 team league. And um, I, I'm just nowhere near those totals on any day that you want to throw him out there. So he's not going to make it. I think Ben Martin uh, is overrated. Saw hit the gala. Robbie Shelton. Bo Hostler at the 13.5. I thought he was too high. Um, do you have any thoughts on Patrick Rogers? Eh. I, I am out I'll of never, I'm Yeah, I just he doesn't do a whole lot for me. What about Cameron Davis? I mean, Rogers like at his Cameron Rogers Davis. at his 18.6 ADP is is a little outrageous to me. I, I think Cameron Davis, I am in on. Um, and and specifically when we're talking about upside sort of market. So I think one day contest for his ability to just get scorching hot. I could make a legitimate argument that on the right day in the right contest and the right contest, probably being like a 14 man here. I think honestly, he's like a very fringe first round pick to where, I mean, right now we see his ADP at 20th. I think he's better than that. I love it. Okay, last question I have for you before we get to our uh, card for the week. Hideki, Sanjay, Finau, rank them. Sanjay, Finau, Hideki. Um, I like Hideki more for safer sort of markets. I think one day contests kind of hurt him a little bit. If I'm just shooting for the moon, trying to get the best I can get, um, I'm generally okay with either Sungjae or Finau. Finau has been a little bit off recently, which worries me, which I, I, if you were to force me to say who's going to win this golf tournament, I think Cameron Young or Sungjae are like my two go-to picks that yeah. I would make. So um, yeah, I'll say Sungjae, Finau, Hideki. Okay. And then right, I have, let's... I have one question for you before we get out of here and doesn't necessarily help because we don't have every single player. Uh, that we've talked about up in front of us for the audience to see, but a, a golfer right now that currently, or, or a couple golfers, we don't have to limit it to one, that doesn't have any ADP. So they are going outside of, uh, what is the going rate right now? So outside of 36, 36. Um, any golfer who's going outside of 36, who would be your favorite couple plays? 
Oh, my numbers would say Ryan Palmer, but I don't yeah. think I could do that to myself. Again, the putting just scares the hell out of me. Oh, that is a tough question. I can give you my answer if you would like. Um, I mean, I I really trust this Lanto thing, but he's got the wrong side of the wave. But that's fine. I, I mean, that, that can he's... be a that can be a Friday answer that somebody can use. Um, that can give him a bit of an edge. What about Kevin Roy? I know we like him. I feel like just still like you don't need to get that dirty with these drafts. Yeah, who? See, I, I, that's a thing, good question. I don't play Kucher. I got rules. It's just like Harmon for I better or for worse. Really, I think Kucher's really bad value in any market this week. I think I would go Ryan Palmer and dare I say Nate Lashley. Yeah, I, I agree. My number's like Marty Doe. I don't like Marty Doe, but my numbers do. There's a lot. See, it's an interesting thing that you brought up here, Nick, because if we're talking about anywhere between, I mean, even anywhere between like an eight to a 14, man, I think you can get as low as an eight man here. I think all of these players are in play. They're not going to be in play as options in these two, three, four man sort of drafts. But I think the more that you brought in the player pool, the more aggressive that you're going to have to get in some of these spots. And, you know, if I'm viewing this even as like a 10 man sort of situation where let's say 60 players are getting drafted. I mean, right now there's, I don't know, 12, 15 players in my model that don't even have an ADP to them that I think should be going off the board. It would be options like Grayson Sig and Nate Lashley and Bryce Garnett has the course history here that I think can make a lot of sense. Um, Ryan Palmer for a one day answer. I don't have a problem with that for why you said it. Um, I think Kevin Roy is really interesting for Friday. As I said, I'm still willing to put him into a a pick on Thursday. If he's the last man in, like I I would assume that there's going to be a larger edge on a lot of these guys to where I have them like fringe top 35 plays that aren't even going off the board. And in a 14 man league, you might be sitting there on the last pick and, you know, Kevin Roy with his upside number of 29th is just so by far and away the best value that you have. If somebody else is like 50th that you're going to kind of exclude what the time is and take your shots there. But I think Kevin Roy is in play for both days. I think Carson Young makes some sense. And then if you just really want to get dart throw gross with it on two players that I don't necessarily trust their safety numbers here and I'm checking really fast to see where they're going off. Uh, They're both afternoon on Thursday, so they will be morning on Friday. But I can't imagine many people are going to want to go to them at any point. I think CT Pan and KH Lee, if you just want to throw a dart here, uh, they have a lot of upside numbers of what I'm looking for for the high-end potential. Yeah. And I know it hasn't worked recently. TPC Lee has missed both cuts at TPC Properties where I backed him. And his game may just be broken. And and that's even fine, though, for one day. And maybe that's for Friday. I think they make a lot of sense as players that in in the right number of of roster spots, they need to be on a team. Like, I I would be disappointed in a draft if 60 players were taken on Friday. I'd be disappointed in a draft if, like, 48 players were taken on Friday and CT Pan and KH Lee are not two of those names that get picked. Yeah, I think KH Lee's a, a no-brainer there, just for pure upside, I guess, with it. 
uh, outright cards, and then anything else you got on there, I'll go real quick. Keith Mitchell, obviously, um, thinking of fifty-five to one currently out there in the market. I purchased at forty to one, so, so did I. Um, we didn't, we one didn't of the one of the few that. times I've been on the wrong side of the of a good number. Uh, Will Gordon, uh, I do like him a lot. I was very impressed with what he did at the Scottish Open. Did not have a putter at all. His putter is better on bentgrass greens. Ludwig Aberg at thirty-three to one. I took Ludwig top 10 as well at plus 360. Lanto Griffin top 40 plus 320. Kevin Roy top 40 plus 400. And then I did follow you on your matchup with Nikolai Hoygaard. Um, what else is on the card there? Over Thigala in that matchup, yes. I think a lot of my values inside of some of these um, you know, top 40 zones would be the names that I've talked about for underdog here that I'm trying to get at the back end of these drafts. It's the Kevin Roy's, the Bryce Garnett's, the MJ Duffy's. Those are all numbers that you can get, you know, Duffy plus 220, Garnett plus 300, Roy plus 400. Uh, I think those are really good price grabs and, and the same sentiment is going to play across the board here for underdog to where I just think their upside and even their general safety is higher than the market is going to believe in those spots. And then, if we're talking about actually winning this tournament, yeah, I, I grabbed Keith Mitchell at 40 to 1. Um, I don't know how that got so far away from us. I guess the sentiment around Keith Mitchell right now is that nobody wants to back him. I'm completely fine grabbing him at that 40 to 1 number. Uh, obviously, price shop and get the 55 if you can get access there, but I think the upside makes a lot of sense. I, I'm a little bit different than you are, Nick, where I like Aaron Rye this week. It doesn't mean that I'm going to play him in. Uh, salary cap contests. I, I just think he's going to be too popular in those areas. But if we're talking about actually trying to win this event, top 10 marks at TPC tournaments, his recent tee to green production, the weighted proximity and the GIR, like those are all numbers that are landing inside the top 10 names for me. Um, Nikolai Hoygaard, 55 to one. You talked about it over Thagala. I think that any time that you're comparing Hoygaard versus Thagala and uh, if we're looking specifically here on underdog, Hoygaard, 30.1 ADP, Thagala, 22.2. So there's a pretty good difference there where I would just rather take Hoygaard in any of those spots. Ryan Fox, 66 to 1. I think he's a top 40 golfer in the world that doesn't necessarily get that sentiment a lot of the time. And then uh, the last name that I took, Kevin Yu at 110 to 1. I think Yu is one of the most pristine ball strikers that nobody realizes is as good in various facets of his game. So uh, I'm going to be keeping a close eye on him this week. I'm going to be keeping a close eye on him moving into the fall. And I'm curious to see what you can put together over the next couple months, because um, specifically at a venue like TPC Twin Cities, if you can remove some of that around the green woes that he usually brings to the table, and you can just accentuate this ball striking, which is the same answer that I would give for a Kevin Roy here, that's all of a sudden how the upside of, you know, a top 10, a top 20, a top 40, or the victory that we're talking about in these spots actually does occur. So I think it's a good board. I I think for underdog specifically right now, as we said, these ADPs are going to change, but there are some wild egregious differences that my model has compared to consensus. Like even if you threw some of those guys in the right morning draw for Thursday, I'm still would be out at anything of close of what they're going to. And um, you know, I, I don't know who has moved these numbers as far as they have, but, uh, I, I guess that's the one positive thing I would say, Nick, just as a last closing uh, note here, the earlier that you can do these drafts where you actually can have a, 
substantial viewpoint that you believe in, I think the edge would be larger just because people are following ADP so closely that you're going to get mistakes that are being made versus as the week goes on and, you know, we hold our draft and uh, you get a lot savvier people in the space making picks here. All of a sudden then, you know, these numbers kind of neutralize in a zone that makes a lot more sense and maybe you don't get as large of an edge. So uh, obviously you need contests to fill, but if you can jump in early, I would think it's advantageous for anybody out there that does believe they have an edge. 100%. I'm with you, buddy. All right. So uh, I guess that will be it this week. You can find Nick on Twitter at Sticks I am at T off sports. If you have any questions about the week from any perspective, uh, the two of us are always more than willing to talk about any sector of the market that you want to discuss. And then, as I said at the beginning, you can use code BGP to get a hundred dollar match bonus and enter a pool against us to compete for real cold, hard cash. Uh, each tournament will have an added bonus to the prize pool, meaning it's going to translate. And, you know, Nick last week's events, and we added $100 to uh, the very first one we did. We added, I believe you added 24 to the second one. The 26. ROI, $26, even better. The ROI on these contests are going to be the best that you can find in the golf market. So we don't want you to miss out on the fun. We want you to be able to join us on Twitter. Uh, have discussions with us after the draft takes place. Uh, that was a lot of fun last week, just hearing everybody's review of the tournaments that they played. I, I think it was a lot of fun for all involved. So uh, we hope that we can see everybody in those drafts next week. Absolutely. Good luck to everybody. And thanks again.